Joining KB today is Alex Edelman, CEO and co-founder of Lolly, a rewards application that lets people earn Bitcoin when they shop online. Now, here's your host, KB. Hey, Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. Super glad to be talking to you. So let's start out. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So um, my name is Alex. Uh, I am one of the co-founders and the CEO of Lolly. And we've created a application that lets people earn Bitcoin when they shop online. We have over 950 merchants on the platform and we're serving tens of thousands of, of users with the ability to earn free Bitcoin when they shop. Born and raised in, in North Carolina, I uh, live in New York now, uh, which is uh, now our team, uh, Lolly team is split between uh, North Carolina and New York. Cool, man. I, yeah, product looks really awesome. I'm, I'm going to deep dive into it in a few minutes, but let's talk about <clears throat> kind of how you got started. So it looks like you had, you, you run another company called Cosmic, am I right? Yeah, that's right. So I started a company about eight years ago called Cosmic, and we created this technology uh, it was an e-commerce gateway. Uh, we we powered a lot of the, uh, like, and I would say pioneered uh, the buy button and e-commerce gateway technologies that let merchants sell their products in different channels. And really for the, the end consumer, for people to be able to buy and sell anywhere. So uh, I think we built some really cool technology over the years. Um, we ended up getting acquired by our biggest customer, which was Pop Sugar, to come and empower over a billion dollars in, in um, retail revenue that was going through the ShopStyle platform. And then we ended up getting acquired again by an even bigger company called Ebates, which is the largest cashback company in the U.S. So after those, uh, after working at Ebates for about a year, I got to learn like the cashback uh, model, got to learn all about rewards. And I kept seeing this like uh, really interesting uh, trend arise um, for, from you know, in a big way from like the product side of people wanting to, to earn cash back, uh, people wanting to earn rewards or points when they shopped online. Also just like seeing who that consumer was and seeing that it was so um, like mainstream that I was just really fascinated with that. And the other thing to note, I think is like five years pr uh, prior to that, uh, my team and I had gotten really interested in Bitcoin and all of its applications for connecting the world through commerce. So we kept looking at this issue of how do you distribute Bitcoin to more people? How do you make it more accessible to people? And that was at the, you know, the core of our, of our mission. And so we, when we parted ways with Ebates and we started to think about what we wanted to build next as a team, uh, we just kept coming back to this idea of Ebates, but for Bitcoin. So we ended up building Lolly, uh, which really was inspired a lot, a lot of by our experience of building Cosmic and and working at Pop Sugar and working at uh, Ebates, and we put all of that, all of our product expertise and and all of our partnerships that we had built over the years, and we put a lot of that into into Lolly. So yeah, we, we launched with over 500 merchants a little over a year ago, and we've been just giving Bitcoin to people for free and and <laughs> letting people earn when they shop, and it's just been really it's been a really fun year. Nice. That, that, that's an awesome idea. And an awesome. you guys have built, I think, a cool product. Let me ask a little bit more about Cosmic. So you graduated uh, a little while before you started the company and you're an economics major, I see on your LinkedIn profile. How did you go mm -hmm. from economics to uh, starting an e-commerce company? So I think economics, it, uh, just as a, as a major, uh, it really teaches you how to like look at the world and how to think about the world through just a very different lens. It, it trains I think it, it just sort of trains like the eye of, of like identifying problems and solutions on both a micro and macro level and being able to like zoom in and zoom out to any, any issue. So I think while I was, you know, one of the biggest, you know, aha moments while I was studying economics was 
this really like learning in the early days and, and you know, in hindsight, very little about uh, what money is and how I never really felt like it, I had the answers to that question. I always like, okay, we're all living in this world. We're all trying to, you know, transact, you know, seamlessly. I'd been building technology since I was like, uh, professionally since I was 16, um, you know, for fun since I was like 12. And I had been burned in so many cases by like payment processors or um, banks in some form or another. And, and so coupling these ideas with just like understanding the root of payments and where, you know, how we transact and what money is and not really finding like the best answers to that. Um, I thought the solution to that was to, you know, build on top of it uh, with Cosmic and really make commerce more seamless being and I thought the future was like being able to buy and sell anywhere. And I, you know, in a large way it was, and it still is. But what I kept looking at was like the underlying infrastructure was flawed. We rely on so many parties in order to do something as simple as just give you money, transact money with anyone in the world. And when you look at the, like the tax on the individual and the tax on the, the businesses that just want to transact, it, it was just, it was just always sort of like mind boggling, but no one had really solved that, that issue. So that, I think economics really taught me how, like just how to like look at a problem. I don't know if it really gave me like the answers to the problem, but it, it taught me how to like think about things quantitatively, qualitatively. Uh, it was a really good major sure. to really identify a lot of the problems that I, I see now and, and I saw then. Sure. How did you meet your team for Cosmic originally? Was that buddies from school or how did you guys meet? Yeah, great question. So my, my first co-founder, uh, there was two other co-founders um, or there was two co-founders total you know, in addition to me. And my, my first co-founder was uh, Pearson and we, we met in like ninth grade Spanish class and we had basically <laughs> built like every technology together, everything together, every project uh, we would always, you know, work together. And, and he was um, really like the leader on the, like the design, uh, the design thinking. And then I was, um, I would run like, you know, product and business development and really make like the, you know, the, I guess the economics work of the, of each deal that we would do each business that we started. So early on, uh, you know, we, we had been working together, I think since we were like 16 and done countless projects together from like the, my, the ages of 16 to 22. And as I was building cosmic with, with him, we, we were looking for like a CTO and another you know technical co-founder that could come in and build a lot of like the big and crazy ideas that we had. So we found Matt, uh, Matt Center, who's now my co-founder of, of Lolly. And we found him on Google Plus after working with like five CTOs. We finally found Matt and, and Matt just came right in, rolled up his sleeves and started building Cosmic. And, you know, we, we all worked really, really well together. We complemented each other in skills you know, really well. And I think we, we did a you know, good job of building a, a real company um, over the years. So when we started Lolly, you know, I, I wanted the same people around the table. So called up Pearson, called up Matt, and we all started working together again. Um, Pearson, you know, runs a design shop uh, in North Carolina. Um, and so he's not, you know, one of the co-founders, but he's a very critical uh, part of, of everything that we've built and uh, probably everything we will build in the future. So, um, yeah, yeah we, we make a really good team. And I think once you find that, that core team, you, you, you just know, all right, this, is the, this, this works and I want to keep doing that. Uh, and then over the years, we, we hired a ton of great engineers, ops people, um, and, and uh, we just really rebuilt that same team. So most of the Lolly team is the Cosmic team. that we, So we've all been building together for, you know, some of us, seven, eight years. 
Awesome. That, I mean, that's amazing because team is the most important thing, uh, I believe, when starting a new business. Um, and are you guys all in, in New York City? Are you guys all in one location or are you, are you spread out? Half of us are in, in North Carolina and the other half are in uh, New York. So uh, we're pretty much splitting up BD and operate. We have like BD, ops, and marketing in New York, and then customer support, engineering, and um, you know, front end development in North Carolina. That's uh, where I'm from. It's where our CTO is from. And and so yeah, but we've been able to scale really well. Just having a partially distributed organization. We have two hubs, and so there's uh, it, it just works really well for us. Sure. And what do you think about like? I mean, there's there's a big trend in sort of remote work. Uh, these days. What do you think about how well that scales? I mean, you guys have two hubs. Um, I mean, do you, are you a believer in having potentially people working from completely remote locations on their own? Or are you more of like, you know, a, a person that likes to have an office, maybe it's multiple offices as you have now? What are your thoughts there? So my learnings were you know, from co building Cosmic. We had an extremely distributed team. I think we were in at the end, end of it all, seven, eight different cities. So we were, we were pretty distributed at that point, and we never really had like giant challenges. But we were, I think, I think it's like when you really, really want to just be in in person, it's. There's, there's nothing that can replicate it, especially if you need to make a really big change or if, you, if you're launching a really big product or if something big is happening, like it's, it, there's nothing that replaces being in the same room. So with this company, it's been really nice to be more consolidated than we were, but still distributed in, that, in a way that serves us. So with like having customer support down in, in North Carolina, you know, they, they have a, a uh, like, the, you know, that team has like, a you know, great way of life. Um, we can afford to like scale that team, you know, pay, you know, reasonable, generous rates uh, for the cost of living that's required um, in, in North Carolina. And I, and I think it gives them a lot of flexibility and uh, what they can do. And then there's a lot of engineering talent in North Carolina. Um, we've never had an issue um, hiring. I think we've always built like really cool technologies and there's North Carolina is just like a great place uh, where there's a lot of engineers, there's like a lot of ex-IBM, Cisco, right. just a lot of engineers in the area. So that I'm not having to compete with like uh, New York um, companies and like people hopping around every year to a new company. I can we can build uh, with people who like believe in the mission and want to be building with Lolly for the next ten, you know, hopefully twenty, thirty years. Right. So. Uh, that's that's the goal is like let's build something with a long term and build a team that believes in each other and builds in the mission in, in which we're building and and it, it works for us really well right now cool. uh, and then I think that there's like some of the best marketers in the world some of the best business development people in the world are, are in New York and so that's been really nice to to be here and a lot of our merchants are here as well so sure. it, it's just a nice hub. As far as like new people, uh, when you're hiring, are you still involved today in hiring uh, individuals yourself? Like, do you interview everybody you hire as the CEO, or do you have somebody else handling all of it? I, I meet with every single person that we would ever hire, uh, and I hope hope to do that until we are. I think hiring is like one of the most important parts of running a business, and it might be the most important part. And yeah, I, I would hope to never not be able to hire like like at least talk to somebody um that we hire so yeah. um yeah we yeah we haven't gotten to the stage yet where i i have missed um interviewing <laughs> someone that we brought on full-time 
Totally, yeah. totally. Um, let's talk about Lolly or maybe Cosmic. I mean, maybe maybe kind of evolve uh, one to the other. But when you're hiring an individual, maybe it's, let's talk about like a technical position. Um, how much do you place um, as far as their belief in the mission of the company versus their skill set to build technology? So I, I like to think that we hire, like right now, we've been able to be very picky. One, you know, we already knew half the team that we're working with today from the last company. So I, you know, I would say that we've had like a multi-year interview process that we've, we've, we know the people that we like want to work with and that we've worked really well with in the past. And then for the new people, I think like a lot of the process is like understanding, you know, do they want to build, do they believe in this mission um, and do they want to work? Our team works incredibly hard. We have an incredibly lofty mission, and we have a real, we're playing a very long game here. I mean, I, I hope that we are one of the companies that transforms currency for the entire world. Like, you know, some people may look at us as just like a rewards, you know, application, but I think we we have way bigger goals than just being um, a simple uh, rewards platform. I think we can be something way more than that. And so when we bring people on, I, I, I need them to be thinking in the long term. And I think that's an incredibly important lens for people to be looking at. So right now, I think we've been very fortunate to have a lot of inbound requests for hires, and we've been able to hire the best people. And I hope to continue to do that for forever. Cool. Do you, do you guys see yourselves at Lolly as like the, the Ebates in the cryptocurrency space? I think for now, um, I, yeah, I think I look at us as like, the Ebates of, of Bitcoin. Um, but I actually want to be way more than that. Um, I think Ebates got sort of like capped off uh, there's because there's only so much they can do and they never had an aspiration to, in their case, be a bank. In our case, be give people the ability to be their own bank. So we, I think we like the way that we can grow is, is much greater. We're providing a currency that connects the entire world that isn't disconnected by you know, the, the banks of the country or cross-border. Like we're dealing with a essentially a point system that is universally recognized and is a universal store of value uh, for everyone now and in, in the future as a medium of exchange for everyone in the world. So I think our ambition is way greater than an Ebates and probably looks something closer to like uh, Visa Network or Amex Network on top of uh, Bitcoin instead of Fiat Rails. Cool. Let's talk. Let's take a step back because I'd like to kind of talk about the economics and the business side of Lolly because it's pretty interesting. Could you talk about um, you know how maybe more in depth? I mean, so as far as I understand it, Lolly, I can go to the website if I'm using Chrome or, or another browser. I install the uh, the Chrome plugin and then I can go to one of your merchants and essentially, if I make a purchase, I get Bitcoin back for a percentage. With my kind of at a high level, getting that correctly. Yeah, you nailed it. So we, we partner with merchants that pay us when our users shop their sites. And then we send, uh, when, when the merchants pay us, we then send uh, that in the form of Bitcoin to our users' Lolly wallets. So people are able to earn Bitcoin for free based on the partnerships that we have with our 950 plus merchants. And what's the economics? How do you guys make money? I presume you get, uh, you, the merchant pays you something and you pay a portion of it back. Mm-hmm. Is that, okay. Um, and how, yeah, I mean, the merchants pay us because we're, we're, they pay us like, you know, separately because we're driving sales to their site and the consumer is so powerful. Like the consumer can shop wherever they want. Our, our users, they want to earn Bitcoin more than they want to earn cash. And so they're willing to shop at our merchants that we feature everyone from like Walmart to Priceline, booking.com, um, Hilton, Marriott, wherever they want to go, they can shop. 
and they can make a decision to earn the most Bitcoin back. Thus, our merchants are, you know, they want to pay because our users, um, you know, have spending power to buy in wherever they want. Do, do your merchants pay you in Bitcoin or do they pay you in fiat currency and you pay out in Bitcoin? How does it work? They pay us in, in um, fiat currency and then we're, we're able to uh, transfer that to, to Bitcoin. I mean, what's the value? I mean, I'm not too sure. I'm not too, too familiar with that market, but I presume there are competitors in the traditional fiat world, like maybe Ebates would, would be one, right? That, that does some, something similar with the, you know, the fiat money. And there's probably others. Like if I have my credit card, uh, like I use Amex, I can go to Amex.com, log in, and then they do all kinds of offers. I, you know, I can use their card, right? Now, I mean, you guys are doing something different. I mean, how, how is this, uh, more valuable or, or you perceive it to be more valuable than what's been out there before with fiat? So there's, there's a few things. I mean, for one, you're, you're getting an asset that is scarce, that, that is Bitcoin, and you're, you're setting up your first wallet. So a lot of people have a very difficult time setting up a, a wallet. It just takes a long time. You have to hook up your bank account in a lot of cases. You have to go through KYC because you, you know, are enlisting and being a money transmitter or working with a money transmitter. And, and that's a very long um, process that most people are not willing to do. Uh, Lolly makes it really, really easy for people to just get into Bitcoin uh, and get the scarce asset by doing something that they were already going to do, which is shop. Gotcha. So, I mean, I went through the process really quickly. Uh, I went to your website. I clicked the button. I installed the plugin into Chrome, signed up, and, and I'm basically ready to go. Is, is that it? Yeah, that's it. So right. now if you... If you go to lolly.com, you can see all of our stores and then you, you'll probably like wind up on one of our stores and see like the lolly extension pop up and say, hey, do you want to earn Bitcoin here? But yeah, now, now you're a lolly member and, and you can stack stats and earn, earn Bitcoin wherever you uh, shop. I mean, the, the process, I mean, I, I think what you guys have built from a product perspective is amazing. Did you guys put a lot of thought up front? Like how much time do you think about what it's going to, what the UI and the UX will feel like for a user? Yeah, we, we put a lot of time and thought into it, and a lot of it came from over the years uh, working while we were at Ebates and seeing all these other companies that were doing a really good job of um, creating solutions in the fiat world. And and so we saw, you know, the the it made clear sense to launch on web uh, and then mobile. And and so for the web extension so far, really getting out to market and being the first uh, was really important, and and still. Much of the U.S. spends way more money on, on web, so we've been able to um, really get a lot of leverage with merchants and have a real relationship with the merchants that they're happy with. And then as we transition into, into mobile, we're then able to command higher rates from those merchants because we're extending the, you know, our, our offering into more channels, um, having both mobile and web um, as, as channels for them. That also lends itself really well to driving people in-store and then also back to you know online and and letting the consumer earn more Bitcoin depending on where they uh, where they shop. When you guys start talking to a new merchant about a partnership, have you had any kind of pushback? Like when they find out you're using Bitcoin to pay these rewards, have you had or felt any kind of pushback from them? Not really. There's a lot of it's like you know the merchants that are not on board are not on board for a variety of reasons, but never really has to do with Bitcoin. A lot of it's like you know, we're just getting started. We're early, like early startup. I think a lot of people see it as like, they don't have to change their model or anything. They would be working with us the same way they would be working with Ebates. And we're sending them 
incremental revenue. So really they're looking at us as like a cash back company or a point company, but those points or cash um, are just, it's Bitcoin. So they understand that there's a market for it and it's pretty straightforward. So I mean, I think, I think I'm a little biased because I've known a lot of these merchants, especially the ones in North America for about seven years now, but for building my last company and then this company. And I've made a lot of these merchants quite a bit of money over the years. So I think that they, they trust me and my team uh, that we're not going to like, you know, steer them in the wrong direction. And that so far we've been very successful with uh, sending them increased revenue and, and new customers. So, so far, so good. I'm not, we're not trying to like, we, we really don't have not had an issue with the Bitcoin side of things, which is why I think that this is where uh, Bitcoin adoption starts. And then we'll, you know, eventually uh, increase adoption through uh, payments and second layer solutions and, and all that cool stuff. Sure. I, I'm looking at the list list of some of your merchants. I mean, you've got the, you know, the brand name uh, types of merchants on, on, on you know, as, as, as your partners. Um, what, one that I know this, or maybe it's there, but I'm kind of just looking high level, but I, I'm not seeing Amazon. Is that one that you're specifically not partnered with or just am I not seeing it? Is there anything there? Is there they're, they're the biggest uh, e-commerce you know, seller in, in North America, at least? A lot of our, our users have made the choice to shop at Walmart instead of Amazon, and they've, they've realized like it's just as good, if not a better experience in some cases, uh, and they have the same products. So um, people, I think, needed the, you know, when they use Lolly, they're working with like Bitcoin-friendly merchants. And if they care about Bitcoin adoption, then they're, they're making the choice to use Lolly over Ebates, and they're making the choice to shop at Walmart over Amazon, and they can earn a lot more back. So it's really, it's really up to the consumer. We don't, you know, um, Amazon's really difficult to work with and you don't, you get like really low rates. We're, we're like easing into the, into that and we're talking yeah. with the right people at Amazon, but we're not ready to partner with them yet. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just wondering, cause it, it's a notable name that was missing. What, what are some of the mm-hmm. other challenges? Like, what are you guys, what's, what's the biggest, you know, top two challenges for Lolly right now that you're going through? The biggest challenges right now, I would say um, we're building a mobile app right now. I wouldn't say that's like a a challenge, but it's something new and looking to um, for like, I guess, unique merchants that are going to uh, help drive that. So I I wouldn't say that's like a challenge, but it's like something that we're really excited about and like is building, you know, something new is like fun and exciting and, you know, some might say challenging. But I'm I'm really excited. I've just been I've been playing a lot with the the mobile app, the prototype, and I think it's just going to open up Bitcoin to so many more people and take our audience and community that we've we've developed and uh, for web and, and really let them stack SaaS, earn Bitcoin in more ways than just web. I'm personally really excited about that, and I'm sure that there's like challenges ahead. I think that trying to um, yeah, those are those are probably the biggest. That's like the biggest thing on my mind right now is expanding it and getting. Uh, new users um, to to join us, and and the other piece is probably Bitcoin education. How do you teach somebody? How do you pique somebody's interest um, when you're introducing this like whole new form of money? And probably the biggest challenge that I face on a day to day is communicating Bitcoin to someone who doesn't even question their own money. Like, how do you take something that somebody has always known, they've always been comfortable with, like pulling dollars out of their wallet, right. spending, <laughs> if they don't have an issue 
with that and they don't really care to ask questions or want to know what's behind the scenes, how do you tell them that this new currency is better and for them and it gives them like freedom to do more things and to own their own money? And that's that's probably like the biggest challenge. So we're, we're working on a lot of educational content over the next few months and, and we'll roll out over the next year that uh, ho- hopes to solve that problem. Nice. Yeah. Um, as, as far as let's talk about, you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general a little bit. I mean, do, are you guys ever thinking about adding any other cryptocurrency as a, as a rewards mechanism or is it, or is it Bitcoin uh, and that's it? Uh, Bitcoin's our focus right now. I think that the Bitcoin is the, the best cryptocurrency. Um, it's, you know, the first and it's the uh, most trusted. And I think that it's, it's, already served its value to society. I think that other cryptocurrencies will come out that will um, hopefully, you know, make it even better. Right now, I'm just very like skeptical of like anything that's, that says it's better than Bitcoin, because I think Bitcoin has always proven that it is good enough and the best. Um, and people who have built second layer solutions on top of that, I think are solving a lot of the, the real issues around like speed and um, coin joins are solving privacy and uh, there's just like a lot of really cool things of the, that the Bitcoin community is doing to really make Bitcoin adaptable for more use cases. Right now, the only thing that we really need Bitcoin to do is is as a store of value. And right. if we can just trust that and be okay with that for the you know the time being, that works. So when you look at everything going on in China right now, and you look at you know parts of the world that have hyperinflation, uh, Bitcoin is uh, an incredible store of value for somebody that doesn't know what their state owned bank or their, their bank or what people um, are going to do. And Bitcoin is just like this, this source of truth, this like beautiful source of truth that's like backed by math that everyone can agree on has value. And the more that this happens, uh, the more that people are oppressed um, by either corporations or the government or anything, it's, it's like the more that Bitcoin, the more powerful Bitcoin will become and that's where we're at right now. Um, yep. So really, really focused on Bitcoin and everything else will probably come in the future. But I'm just not convinced uh, that the first wave was was the right wave. We'll probably see things that are better than than that wave coming out in the future. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. What are your thoughts on, I mean, Bitcoin's uh, one of its problems. I mean, it has a, a few big problems. One of them, I believe, is the fact that it's volatile, right? So as a, as a merchant, you know, if I was a, a small uh, small merchant, a shop owner, whatever, and I accepted Bitcoin as payment, um, and I'm as it is today, we're not really able to use Bitcoin too, too much. So I would have to basically store the value as, you know, as, as part of the Bitcoin, but it could lose some value. So tomorrow I can wake up and it's worth, you know, whatever, 20% less. Uh, and now obviously we've, we see a lot of these stable coins come out, including Facebook's Libra potential project. Uh, so what are your thoughts on like the stable coin movement and specifically on Libra, if you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, great question. So I, I, I think stable coins are going to be a huge part of the future. Um, I, I'm really excited for Libra and, and or at least the mission uh, behind Libra, I think is really good. I hope that a company like you know Facebook can protect its users and, and are they are concerned about privacy and, and I hope that they can really help everybody by distributing this new stable currency. I think that like a stable coin um, makes a lot of sense for transfers b- between uh, two countries, um, cross-border commerce, um, where the world is clearly going, and 
when I talk to people that are outside the U.S., like, like right now, the U.S. has the, the stable coin, and it's the U.S. dollar. And right. if you gave, you know, countries or individuals the opportunity to own the U.S. dollar, like, if just look at, like, countries' reserves. Countries' reserves, they do everything that they can to, to hold the U.S. dollar in the reserves, like literally U.S. dollars. Right. And, like, it is a store of value. Like, the U.S. dollar is a store of value. Thus, if you're in the U- United States, you don't really need – Bitcoin as much, or you, you don't think you need Bitcoin as much as, as maybe a country that has a more unstable currency. And if every every currency is probably more volatile, almost every currency is more volatile than the the U.S. dollar. Thus, you know, I think people would would want to own the U.S. dollar in a lot of cases. It's a incredible transition for people to consider the U.S. dollar as like a or like a U.S. dollar stablecoin as a transition into then questioning, well, what if, if this stablecoin is backed by the U.S. dollar, what backs the U.S. dollar? And, and so if stablecoins can lead everyone to question their money, it, it will do its, its service in, uh, in proving Bitcoin. So, yeah, I think the, the short answer is stablecoins are an incredible uh, segue into Bitcoin. Uh, if, you can put, if you can give someone the ability to change in and out of stablecoins and you know, backed by fiat currencies and give them the ability to also own um, a currency that is completely distrib- uh, decentralized and not owned by anybody, and but just backed by math, I think that gives, uh, that's going to do an incredible service for Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's amazing to see what's been going on in Washington, D.C. since uh, Facebook announced Libra, how the politicians woke up. And before it seemed like, I mean, there was some conversation about Bitcoin, crypto and all that. And now they're, they're up in arms about uh, Facebook uh, potentially you know, creating a new sovereign currency or, or whatever it may be with Libra. I, I, I'm a proponent. I think that they, they're doing the right thing. And I think, it's, I think that they're doing the right thing in, in potentially pushing this forward. And it's very interesting to see what will happen. So what's next for you guys? What's, what's tomorrow at Lolly look like? So we, we've uh, secured a lot of really cool partnerships for, our, um, for the holidays, like um, some new merchant partnerships. Uh, we're really working hard on our mobile app. I'm really excited to announce and launch that at some point soon. We're also working really hard on expanding internationally. I think that's a really difficult task. Probably add that to my challenges. I think like Bitcoin's inherently international, thus there's an international global demand for this cryptocurrency. And so we have international demand, but a lot of uh, there's clearly challenges as being a U.S.-based uh, startup that is trying to figure out the best ways to scale internationally. Right now, you know, a lot of the partnerships are in the U.S. and the technology is built for the U.S. and, and legally in the U.S. Um, how do we expand it, you know, to new countries and give everyone in the world the ability to stack sats or in Bitcoin when, they're, when they um, shop online and travel? Awesome. Sounds, sounds super interesting. Uh, I'd love to do a quick lightning round where I could ask you three questions and you give me a, a one word or a short answer. Is that okay? Yeah, sounds great. Cool. So most interesting or inspiring e-commerce company, aside from Lolly, of course. <laughs> I love what Everlane does. Um, I think that just providing transparency to users is like really, really important. And I love how they um, communicate their products um, and they provide transparency to, to, to their users. Cool. Um, is the future of money centralized or decentralized? Both. Bitcoin price at the end of 2019. <laughs> uh, I don't make, I don't make those predictions. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe, I believe in the principles and I think the price will follow the principles. 
Cool. Good answer, man. Alex, it's been really awesome talking to you. We learned a lot. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you.